millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hello, all of you beautiful people. Jules here for WhatCulture.com. And today I've got a rather interesting list for you. Now, originally, this was called 10 Films That Want You To Hate Them. But unfortunately, after reviewing this and figuring that I do actually want to maintain some semblance of a presence here on YouTube, I actually had to cut some of them because they were, quite frankly, shocking. Not in terms of the quality of writing, by the way, just in terms of, my God, I would not want any editor to have to go and sift through this horrible mound of garbage just to get some footage out, and it would likely get us demonetized. So what I've done is basically hack the list apart, and now it is six films that want you to hate them. Now, you might be asking yourself, why would any film want you to hate them? After all, they're entertainment. You're paying for that privilege, right? Well, unfortunately, some film directors don't see things that way and want to make you feel as uncomfortable and downright angry as possible whether intentionally or not. So let's take a look at them at this weird cut-down list. As I'm Jules, this is WhatCulture.com, and these are six films that want you to hate them. Number six, Melancholia. Lars von Trier's Melancholia might make you hate it for, well, any number of reasons, but a sense of urgency isn't one of them. A slow, bubbling pot of pain from beginning to end, aptly reflecting the period of depression von Trier suffered prior to writing it, Melancholia tells a micro versus macro story of two sisters, one of which is going through a severe period of depression, while a celestial body, the titular rogue planet, is on a collision course with Earth. It has the impressive cast that any Von Trier flick can pull these days. Kirsten Dunst, Charlotte Gainsbourg, Kiefer Sutherland, John Hurt, and two Skarsgårds. But this is no testament to its entertainment quality. The 135-minute runtime feels twice the length, and every single one of the few plot beats and many protracted emotional moments feel tailored to a mean-spirited attempt to see just how much audiences will put up with. It is an undeniably beautiful film, and its themes do run deep, but it's designed to elicit a feeling of depression and melancholia, like the world is indeed ending. And you know what? That's not most people's idea of a good time. Number 5. Spring Breakers Harmony Corrine's Spring Breakers is a profoundly misunderstood animal if ever there was one, but, but make no mistake, it is meant to make you hate it. Four female college students rob a diner, go on spring break, and three out of four vow to never go back. And they even get in deep with a drug dealer named Alien and begin a perpetual life of crime. Everything from the dubstep to the neon color palette to Franco's redneck amateur rapper to the sheer baselessness of the central characters' lives and concerns is 
calibrated to elicit maximum distaste from its audience. But while so many films glorify rampant consumerism and all-out hedonistic lifestyles of partying, sex and drugs, Spring Breakers exaggerates the loss of them and says surely this isn't what you really want, is it? It challenges the viewer, who is either caught either outright despising the lifestyles depicted on screen and so end up hating the film, or admitting that they actually want the lifestyles depicted on screen and so end up hating the film. Number 4. Enter the Void Gaspar Noy's cornerstone drug trip is not for the faint-hearted, nor for those of short attention. At 143 minutes or 161 depending on the cut, Enter the Void is a full-throttle and unrelenting migraine for its duration. Set in the head-pounding neon cityscapes and clubs of Japan, it primarily follows the hallucinogenic spirit journey of a dead drug dealer between past, present, and future. And if the term experimental drama art film doesn't sound like your ideal night in, this might not be the film for you. In fact, the director himself might not be for you. After all, this is a man who is determined to outdo himself in every horrific but relentlessly fascinating realm of cinema and whose love of 2001 has driven his entire career, building new layers of psychedelic visuals that even Kubrick would have balked at. It is a drug trip in every single sense, but the come down will have audiences disgusted at the events on screen and quite possibly themselves. Number 3. Mother! A baby's neck snapping before it is devoured by a hungry crowd. If, if ever a sentence defined not just the content but the overarching feel of a particular cinematic experience, it was this. In short, it's a story about a house-proud woman who finds her life turned upside down as strange guests turn up to her and her famous husband's secluded country mansion. As the people pile in, things take a turn for the weird and darkness and violence descends upon this once quiet home. Now, visually, it's spectacular spectacular, and Darren Aronofsky is not known for mollycoddling his viewers, but Mother turns all of this up to 11, intentionally creating a profoundly unsettling experience from the off that only gets unbearably worse and worse by the time that you realise that it's just an overblown retelling of events from the Bible, with Lawrence being Mother Earth. Ooh, isn't that deep. Number 2. Martyrs if you thought that Eli Roth had the majority share on torture porn, you better check the stocks. A bloody and unrelenting exercise in cruelty, Martyrs relishes the opportunity to trap its protagonist and viewers in a sealed metal basement, going to agonizing lengths to show the minutiae of intense, human-inflicted suffering. A troubled young woman breaks into a family home and slaughters them before committing suicide, leaving her damaged friend to pick up the pieces. Beginning as a psychological drama based around mental illness and seemingly misplaced vengeance, the film steers into conspiracy elements and reveals a secret society whose mission it is to discover the secrets of the afterlife via the torture and creation of martyrs, young female victims that they bring to the searing edge of death in the hopes that their suffering will provide insight into the afterlife. And if viewers stick out the movie and make it to the end, the lack of explanation and possible or apparent victory against the antagonists will leave them absolutely seething. And number one, Funny Games, both the 1997 version and the 2007 version. If we're to go on the title alone, then this is a big lie, because this is shamelessly cruel and it does not play by the rules, and you know what, it is not very funny at all. Funny Games doesn't just treat viewers to a pair of hateful, spiteful, bratty antagonists, Peter and Paul, that terrorise a middle-class family at their house by the lake, but it also refuses to play by any of the rules of cinema altogether. The film's main concern is with the malicious games played by the antagonists, 
and the rules that they must follow. The family being a stand-in for the audience themselves and basically this being a critique of those who want to participate in violent films and media. While this may be a worthy pursuit from a thematic perspective, the audience can't help but feel furious and cheated when, as the protagonists finally triumph over Peter, Paul grabs a TV remote, rewinds the action, breaks the fourth wall, and then rewrites history leading to the death of the family. And the remake of this is pretty much a shot for shot, so that's why I included it in this section. But just having that moment where everything was just so unfair, where the protagonist had won only for everything to be undone, was both brilliant but also absolutely spite-inducing. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.